0: Welcome to Just Julie, I am Julie, and I want you to know how thankful I am that you chose to join me today. And now, here is today's episode. Today's guest is Captain Dale Adams. Captain Adams has been serving in law enforcement for over 17 years. He has served for many years as a field training officer and was promoted through the ranks from officer to sergeant to lieutenant and then to captain. He has led police officer training programs and has helped to revamp field training and pre-academy training procedures. I'm excited to have Captain Adams as a guest today to talk with us about teens and trafficking you don't want to miss this episode hello dale how are you
1: hey good how are you
0: well i'm great i'm gonna i'm gonna call you dale for this podcast even though i am uh, announcing you prior to this um episode uh that you are captain dale adams okay Okay, okay. And, um, Dale, you've had 17 years in law enforcement. Correct. Wow. What What got you started? What got <laughs> you started wanting to be in law enforcement in the first place?
1: Well, since Major League Baseball didn't work out and uh, <laughs> driving a race car or flying a jet, I, I, I wanted a job that was exciting. And um, I always liked... I've always had an interest in cars. And when I was a kid, I watched cops uh, with my dad on a regular basis. And I just thought, what an, what an exciting job. Uh-huh. And as I got older, you know, I, I felt the the need to do something meaningful. And, you know, I, it it's just nice to be able to do something good and not just make money for a corporation. Yes. And yeah. so uh, a lot of that all just came together and um, it's just been an exciting, fun career.
0: Wow. So do you, if, after 17 years, do you still, um, see it as just as exciting as when you began? Uh,
1: it's like some, in some ways, yes. Um, yeah. I don't get as excited about, um, uh, the adrenaline rush as I did when I was younger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, now, now that I'm in supervision, uh, I like, I like the calm a lot more than I used to. Yeah. (laughs) So um, the excitement comes with a lot of extra paperwork and a lot of extra time and reflection and court cases and lots of things that they don't show on TV.
0: Absolutely. There's a lot of things they don't show on TV. Um, But, you know, for me, I'm just I'm so thankful for law enforcement. And I know there's in this country, there's been a lot of talk and things that have happened that have been Um, difficult for law officers, but I'm I'm just so thankful for them. And I I appreciate you being with me on this episode today. And um, as I mentioned to you, I wanted to talk about teens and trafficking. Mm -hmm. The movie, you know, Sound of Freedom has come out. There's a lot more exposure and talk and conversation about trafficking. But also, I know that there's not just teens it's it's younger ones as well but i I wanted to ask you overall how does how does trafficking work in in our cities what is what does that really look like
1: well uh you know before before i go into detail i want to just kind of go over what what we define human trafficking absolutely so human trafficking as defined by the department of homeland security is the use of force fraud or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so there's there's different types of trafficking um that we can talk about but the use of force fraud, or coercion so it's not always uh, a kidnapping situation Uh, sometimes uh, holding something over your head coercion Mm -hmm. uh, uh, forced labor um, so there, there's different types of trafficking that we can talk about. Um, and so in our cities, it's really not just our cities, uh, not to nitpick how, your question, but yeah, it, it's really everywhere. It's even in our rural communities on our farms. Uh, you know, f- there's, uh, farmers that use, um, labor, um, just like a business owners might traffic somebody in a restaurant. Um, some of your foreign owned foreign restaurants, like, uh, Mexican restaurants or what, uh, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. restaurant, whatever nationality you can think of, they probably have people working in the back or undocumented, um, who may have debts to pay for being brought to this country or being provided a roof over their head or things like that. And so they're forced to work off their debts and that's also human trafficking um, so it's not just, uh, sex trafficking. It's, it's also, uh, it's also labor trafficking. Sure. Um, so like farm workers, hotels and restaurants, uh, okay. you know, you, may, you may have a hotel owner that, um, you know, has people cleaning the hotel rooms that are trying to work off their debts. Um, uh, sometimes they withhold their passports um or their documents so that they can't get their citizenship or they you know they can't move forward in the process trying to obtain citizenship until they pay off their debts mm-hmm. um the construct the construction industry has it as well uh, your nail salons mm-hmm. some of the places where you go get your nails done mm-hmm. you, know, you just don't know the situation um and that's not to say they're all like that but some of them are and it's just you know you just really don't know
0: right right well in in all of that is there a particular age group a particular gender um that that are targets for tra- for all the traffickings uh, that you that you mentioned the the various ones
1: well everything that you t- like when they when you do human trafficking training they say no that that it's all age groups it's all genders hmm um uh, so I don't really have the statistics on uh on different age groups mm-hmm. you know uh kids kids can be kidnapped and forced into um sex trafficking just like the movie you talked about sound of freedom
0: mm-hmm.
1: um uh adults you know can be trafficked um and they can be you know um uh, like, like, for instance, a pimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we used to call it prostitution, but now now prostitution has kind of gone under the umbrella of human trafficking.
0: Oh, I see. Which would make sense
1: because if you're a pimp and you have, uh, I want to say women, but it could be men too. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Under your working for you, and you you provide a roof over their head, or you provide drugs, or you provide them food, and they're dependent on you uh, to to survive. Then that's human trafficking. Okay. So even even a pimp in a prostitution ring would be considered a human trafficker.
0: Okay. Okay. So
1: It could be any age. It can be adults all the way down to little kids. Uh, mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so just this came to my head. So when you're looking now at uh, prostitution as human trafficking, how does that How does that change things? Does that make the scope much wider? Um, Does that now help decrease the amount of prostitution?
1: Well, it changes the way we look at it uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, when you you think of a prostitute, you typically have a a very uh, negative thought of, you know, what that person is doing. Right. Uh, but then when you when you dig a little deeper below the surface, you realize that that person may be a victim. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and sometimes it's sometimes it's their own doing and it's their choosing. They're not always forced into it. Um, but if they're addicted to drugs and, and the only way they're going to get those drugs is to continue to do this. And then they're, you know, their drug dealers, the one providing these drugs to them um, in exchange for um, sex acts, then that's human trafficking. So they're, they, they find people who are extremely, uh, dependent on help and, and they use that. Um, you know, if you're psychological or emotional vulnerable, then they'll take advantage of that. Or if you're poor, they'll take advantage of, of your hardships. Uh, if you don't have a lot of friends and family, they'll take advantage of that. They'll isolate you. Mm-hmm. And so that you, you know you don't really think there's anything better out there for you
0: yeah yeah wow okay well that leads me to asking this question is 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 pornography connected with this does i mean we hear a lot and even and when i talk to um clients when we're talking about pornography we usually will refer to many of the the women. It's my understanding and or men involved in, in pornography have, have been taken against their will. They're trafficked in some way. And so is, is there a connection that, that you, that you know of that you've been, that's been brought to your attention through education?
1: Uh, uh, definitely. And if you watch the movie sound of freedom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you see that right in the very beginning. Um, So what is going on is a lot of this child pornography, uh, these images uh, are taken of children and adults, um, and they're transmitted all over the internet. They're sold uh, on the dark web. And, you know, one um, child porn user might find another child porn user on some site somewhere and then send you know forward those images on and they just keep going and those are i mean these are real kids and real people that you know these images were taken from somewhere Mm -hmm. and so um so you've got the child porn issue uh but you've also got regular regular pornography you know if you're if you're into porn and you're watching a, a a porn movie you don't know if that person consented to that or if they're in some type of human trafficking, mm-hmm. if, if they are, then just by watching it, then you are taking part in this, in the human trafficking trade. Absolutely. Um, Cause you don't know where that originated from and it's just, it's just a nasty business. There's a lot of money in it. Right. All over the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. Well, that being said, when you talk about child pornography and, you know, of course, as, as a parent, and you're, you are a parent, um, and we know the world we live in is driven by phones. I mean, we, we, it, it's everywhere. It's, right. it's not going to go away. So what are, what are some things, maybe three things, that you, you feel like parents really need to be more attuned to regarding their children with phones uh, and or computer use or video games or any kind of electronic device? What, what do you think about, what should, what should parents be thinking more about?
1: Uh, they definitely, you know, parents, they really want, they have an the urge to be, try to be the cool parents and not, and trust their kids and give them space and all that. But with all the, Junk out there on the the internet is just a dangerous place with a lot of deception.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we want to believe that our kids wouldn't do this or wouldn't do that, but they, they're, they're really vulnerable and they're, you know, they're still young and they just get sucked into so much junk on the internet. So you have to monitor what they're looking at. And what I tell parents all the time is the phone as long as they're a juvenile phone is your phone it's not their phone it's your phone
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so i always say you need to be checking that phone because it's yours it belongs to you even if you're letting them use it Mm -hmm. even if they even if they paid for it it's in your house it's yours
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um so parents need to be reviewing what's on their kid's phone um they need they need to be Uh, have a lockdown on what apps that their kids have. And when they want to download an app, they should have to come to you for permission and a password to Mm -hmm. download that app. They shouldn't just be able to download any app that they want at any time. Because what happens is the the teens and queens will find apps that you don't even know exist. And that's where content will be stored that you don't even know to check.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, If you download the app and give them permission to use it, then you're aware of it and you can you can look into it uh, before they download it to make sure that it's safe for them or uh, or whatnot. What we're what we're seeing a lot right now is middle school kids are getting in a lot more trouble outside of school Hmm. because because middle school kids are now on Snapchat. And they all have their own phones, not all of them, but many of them have their own phones. And I work in a small town and their parents think they, for them just to roam all over town uh, because it's a small town. And what they do is they group, they group text. Um, okay. All the other kids within their school and these, these group texts get really nasty. I mean, we've all read comments on the internet. We, we read how nasty adults can be to each other mm-hmm. and, in any type of thread, just imagine what middle school kids are saying back and forth to each other when they think no adults can see it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how fights happen. They, you know, they meet up in the woods and ha- and have fights now because they, they can plan everything on their phones. And that's how, you know, like they, they can lure uh, a girl into the woods to, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you may think that you're going in the woods to meet one boy and it could be a group of boys. You just don't know. Um, there's just so many, so many different things, ways kids can get in trouble on their phones. So just mon- monitoring the phones is such a big thing, and it's so hard. I know it's hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've heard you uh, refer to Snapchat before in, in some interviews that you've that you've done. What What is it about Snapchat that makes this this one in particular a red flag?
1: So Snapchat will uh automatically erase um when you when you text something to somebody a picture or a comment after a certain amount of time it automatically deletes mm-hmm. and so parents you know if you if you grab your kid's phone and try to go back and read uh what your kid's been chatting about Snapchat,'re not gonna see it because it's already gonna be gone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the other issue is you can screenshot. A snap and keep it, and so, you know, if if a girl is sending another, sending a boy or sending somebody uh, a nude photo of themselves, and they think that it's going to disappear in a few seconds,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that the other person on the other end can screenshot that, and then they have it, and you can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle, so to speak.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: When that happens, and so we get called from time time when parents realize that that uh, there's been some nude photos shared back and forth and they want us to try to go all over town from all these Fine. kids mm-hmm. and try to recover these photos and mm-hmm. it's it's just about impossible, impossible. To mm-hmm. once and once it's out there it's out there forever
0: yeah
1: so you know
0: yeah i know that's a popular app and the- Right. It seems to be the whole idea, is to not get caught, right? And then continue. You know, you want to you want to do what you want to do. You want to make all these uh, adult decisions, but adult decisions will come with consequences to a teenager or, or younger,
1: that right. don't
0: developmentally have the ability to to deal with it. So, so then you've got a lot more problems with that, obviously, right? Yeah. So have you had some particular examples of when you've been personally as uh, a a law enforcement officer um, with abductions or trafficking?
1: Absolutely. Yes. So one of the biggest cases I've ever worked, it it really uh, affected me just because I I got kind of like in the movies, the cops get emotionally involved in their cases. Mm-hmm. this one really, really meant something to me. Cause most of, most of my missing juveniles are, 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 they run away and they're back. We find them within a few hours or we find them the next day or a few days later, they show up. Um, but in this case, we had a 15 year old girl, uh, who went missing in the middle of the night from her house. Um, there was no signs of any forced entry or anything like that. So, um, The mother reported her missing and she immediately said, I think he's with this guy. Mm -hmm. He's 50, he's 54 years old. Oh boy. So it turns out that this guy was the girl's best friend's stepfather. Mm. And so she spent time at her best friend's house a lot and got to know this 54 year old man at her best friend's house. And they developed some kind of relationship. And so he came in the middle of the night and picked her up and they took off.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, she was, she was pretty, uh, I won't say smart, but she was covering her tracks quite a bit. So she didn't use like in all of her, her messages, she wouldn't say anything about where she was at or what she was doing. It was really, really vague to all of her friends and family that she was messaging. And so, and we didn't, we didn't even know that she was with this guy. And so we had to, at first, before I could get a lot of help from the, from the feds, I had to prove that this girl was actually kidnapped and not just a runaway. Mm-hmm. And so the the way we did that, she was using a messaging app that a lot of people use. Um, uh, the WhatsApp. Okay. App. And she was messaging her mom and, you know, she probably knew that WhatsApp is encrypted. So it's really hard to trace. Um, So she was messaging with her mom occasionally. And so I, I told her mom, what I need you to do is tell her that you're really, really concerned about her and that you can't sleep at night. And I said, tell her that you're really worried about her and, and use his name. Mm -hmm. And, and when you say his name, then say, I hope he's treating you well. And that you're using protection because I don't want you to get pregnant.
0: Okay.
1: And when she did that, the girl responded back and said, yes, he's treating me well. And yes, I'm using protection. Mm. And so I, I played on her emotions there because she didn't want her mom to, to be up at night worried about her. Uh
0: huh. Okay.
1: But what but what that did was that told me that, yes, she's with this guy mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're having sex.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I was able to get a warrant for kidnapping at that point okay on this guy and get the u.s marshals involved mm-hmm. and so when i got the u.s marshals involved then i had a lot more tools sure. uh, to try to locate this guy and so we wound up tracking her through her gmail account she was using her gmail account to send an email in indianapolis indiana
0: okay and it
1: took it took us two and a half three months to find her
0: oh wow
1: um, but when we finally tracked her to Indianapolis, the FBI raided the hotel room that they were using. And this guy was, um, he was filming sex acts. He So he was prostituting her out
0: okay.
1: uh, to like truck driver, and just whoever, mm. and then s- selling the videos. He was videotaping it and selling it to him for an extra fee. Oh, my. And she believed that this man loved her and that they were going to have this long life together. She believed that they were in love, that she just had to do this for money. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it was just awful. But oh, um, yes. so we got her back home and he's in prison now for uh, child pornography and human trafficking and mm-hmm. all, all that. So uh, so it was really rewarding to bring her home uh, mm-hmm. after, after this three-month investigation. Wow, but they don't all wind up like that, you know sometimes you don't find them, yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, it's just it's awful,
0: yeah, that's an incredible story. I can't imagine what it was like for the mother, um but I'm so thankful that it ended the way it did because of how you were able to direct the mother in the best way to to figure out you know what's what's going on. And uh, where she was. Right. Uh, wow. Dale, you have been an awesome guest. And, <laughs> yeah, and I just, I, I, I thank you so much. Oh, first of all, I, I thank you because I, I know what kind of person you are. And I know what kind of uh, law enforcement officer that creates because of who you are. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate the fact that you're willing to protect the rest of us. And, um, I just want to say thank you. And, uh, uh, I, I would love to have you back some other time and we can, can look into other things and talk. So.
1: Absolutely. I'm happy to do it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate that. And just know knowing that people support us out there, mm-hmm. it really, really helps on the day to day. Yes. So, you know, sometimes when you watch the news, you just feel like everybody's kind of against law enforcement, but, um, luckily i work in an area where we're pretty well respected and and treated well so that that's nice i I just don't know how the guys do it in some of those other areas
0: yeah Yeah, i i don't know that 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 would be so difficult for them and their families so yeah yeah Yeah. all right dale thanks so much
1: this podcast is brought to you by the still waters the Stillwaters is a service to provide counseling when you don't know what to do or how to make it through those difficult days. Buried beneath a lifetime of heartache and broken, sometimes help is needed to find the real you, the genuine you, created by God. Through the Stillwaters, you can find the life tools that lead to peace and healing and happiness. Go to the website stillwaterslife.com and take the first step toward rising above and finding a better life. Stillwaterslife.com Visit the website today Stillwaterslife.com